Slow County has one of the lowest homeownership rates in the nation for people under the age of 25. But the earlier you can get into a home, a condo, a fixer-upper, the better off you are long-term. In this episode of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze, the team will go over some creative ways lenders are making the first couple years of your terms a lot more affordable. Okay, so that 3-2-1 buy-down, what's that first year look like? That payment is $3,245. So basically, that first year is kind of like rent. Current conditions actually open the doors for some of these opportunities. The team will also go over how you should factor your drive for long-term financial security into the equation when buying your first home. If you have the desire, let's give you the pathway on how to get there. No matter what your age, if you're looking to buy your first home, then this podcast is for you. Here's your host, James Bueno. Slow County Real Estate with Mr. Hal Swayze. How are you, sir? I am fantabulous. There you go. You switched it up. Great I job, did. Mr. Pete. Something different. What is it? Spectacular. You said that last time. Did I, son of a gun? Yeah, Spectacular. Right. Did, yeah, we'll work you, on that. We'll work on you that. You work on it, yeah. And, and the man himself, Jeff Kingman. How are you? Feeling sir? funky. <laughs> there oh, you yeah. go. Well, that, well, is that. You're that, you're that is stoked. creative. You're yeah. stoked. He's stoked. Oh, I'm stoked. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe I need to work on a sign off. Or how you should sign off. Like, you know, everybody, you know, stay classy, San Diego. Like, something like. Okay. You know. Yeah, is he like Ron tagline. Burgundy? Yeah, let yes, me work on that. Absolutely. Let me work on that. It's not coming to mind right away. Hal Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> My depth of pulling stuff up is like a half a second. If nothing pops in, it's, I'm never going to come up with an answer. We should all have our... Is it, is it sign on and sign off? You would know, Mr. Radio. Yeah, but we don't, we don't... We don't sign on. We don't engage in that. In the, in the work yeah. that I do in my other job. Don't make yeah. me look for it. I guarantee you've signed off somehow. No. No, we don't. His we, nose we don't have turned so high up at you right now. <laughs> we, we, don't, we, don't have, we don't have a standard. He's that's, still in scold uh, mode. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I, I'm just saying that it, you know, we, want to be, we want to be genuine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, that, see, the day he, of the he just scolded me again. Over. That's twice yeah. in one day. Yeah. At least I like well, the hope. I think I think he meant it uh, from a place of you know, he's kind of contribute to making having saving you from making a huge error on the air. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. All right. You yeah. should we, say like stay ev- yabba dabba do. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. but, uh, stay yeah, evergreen, kind of, my yeah. friend. Stay, stay evergreen. <laughs> That's the sign. All right. No more sign offs. Let's do it. Hal, what are we talking about today? With all the things we come across here in in our local market, it, we all know it's a challenging place. To be a to start in the homeowners market, it's really tough. I think Jeff, you were quoting something earlier about the number of people twenty five and less. People under the age of twenty five account for one point five percent of the homes sold in San Luis Obispo. Right. So twenty five and under, pretty small amount. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so that's supposed to mean like, oh, it's got to be really tough. For I people. looked for where it was the highest. The highest was in Iowa, and it was eleven point five percent. So the differentials i mean that's that's a big difference but it's not that big of a difference like let's face it where are you when you're at 25 in your life you know are you like unless you're cranking you know you started your family by then you're really not in the market to to do that well and can you afford a 1.5 million dollar house well that's the thing iowa prices and and yeah central coast prices are very. it's like buying a car here yeah right in iowa yeah no it's more affordable it makes sense i mean the parallel would be like what percentage of um, you know Mercedes Benz 500 class or you know 25 and under, uh, under buyers? Yeah, none. Because right. this is this is an expensive area. Mm-hmm. But I will say this: people that I know that have done well in real estate ownership, they started buying a house at a young age. Yeah. Boy, has that served them well. Yeah, right? I, have a, I have a friend. He's much like you. He lives up in the Pacific Northwest. Started early. I mean, yeah. he he basically said, "Okay, I'm going to do this, and I'm, I'm going to commit to it." And he started when he was. 
20 because and was, like buying his first house you mean no no it started oh, real, real estate, estate real estate right right and then quickly realizing this is the best path to wealth and buying and just oh, buying good. and buying and buying yep. and upgrading and upgrading and now he's got rental properties and 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 the like yep. you know and it's and it's done He's done very well from doing it, but that's because he started when he was 20. That's a great way to kick this off because there's one mistake I've made in my financial, you know, I've always just been working in my business, but ownership is really a big, big deal. I don't feel my job is to convince someone to buy a home. I think there's value in it. I don't think it's for everybody. It's not like you have to own a home. If you have the desire, let's give you the pathway on how to get there. And it's a big commitment. And I think we alluded to one of our recent clients who's uh, you know, a first time graduate from college and his family, a young architect bought their first home. And what a cool thing. They were so excited. And the family came from out of the area to help them remodel it. And it was just wonderful to see because you just know if all the studies, that person is going to be way farther ahead by doing what they've done. So, you know, one of the biggest deals is just having the confidence. And, and, and it's unfortunate JT's not here because his financial background is so strong. It gives him perspective that a lot of us miss out on. But he talks about his son buying a house at a certain point and, you know, how it's gone up in value. And I go, John, even if it hasn't gone up in value, don't you think they're happier that they live in their home, they own it, they can control it, and they're not paying rent and subject to the vagaries of what happens, they've gotten in. We said this, I think, in one of the recent podcasts is, I mean, once you're in, it makes all the difference in the world. It's not like um, once you own a house, go, well, should I buy another house? Or, you know, you never question that. We look at affordability, and it's pretty challenging right now for our, for our early buyers. Especially in San Luis County. So there are buy-down programs, and please, let's not all get shocked by the numbers, but I had one of our lenders run it, and we we're running at a time right now where rates are probably near record highs that we haven't seen for 23 years, I think, in terms of interest rates. Still way better. Well, yours was 7.5 when you bought in 2006, yeah, Jay? in 2006. Yeah, so we're basically there, yeah. you know, in that area. So that's, well, that's 20 years. 20 years. Jeez. Pretty close. That nuts. You're not going to flip it right now after <laughs> no. 18 years? i got to live somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's these rate buy-down programs, which are important, because I'm starting to get a lot of questions from buyers, and these are, I'll call them seasoned buyers, like they own their home and they're helping their kids buy. They've owned real mm -hmm. estate. Hey, will the seller carry? Because I don't really want to take out a seven and a half percent loan. You know, maybe they'll carry at five and a half or six. And for most entry level buyers, if they have the wherewithal, and, and and when I say wherewithal, maybe they've got family help or a small down payment or they have good incomes to get into a house. That's usually the kind of person that really doesn't go backwards financially. They're going to figure it out because once you get in that house, I mean, how many people are going to let their car get repossessed? Mm -hmm right? They're going to start eating beans and rice before they not make their car payment. They need their car. Mm -hmm. How many people are going to let their house go? Yeah. Right? Car goes before the house. Heck. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, and nobody ever wants that, and I would never want to see anybody in that position. And it'd be like, well, okay, we're going to cut back on you know the fancy car and sell that. And you know I'm going to work a little bit on the weekends or do whatever it takes cause to, to make sure we keep this house because it's the most valuable thing they own. So I look at buy-downs, and I'm going to use an example here. I'm going to try to make the numbers as simple as possible, but this is an example of a home value of 556000 So that's not a big value. That's a home in the North County, mm -hmm. definitely condo options, five cities. You're not going to get a three-bedroom, two-bath house anywhere for that price in this county. I understand that. But your first car is not a Lamborghini. Your first car might be, mine was a 66 Volkswagen. I paid 500 bucks for it. And mine was a 69 Volkswagen. Did yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. Did it start? Yeah, I paid 300 bucks for it. At it least started, it started. Right? Mine had no reverse, didn't start. <laughs> wow. 77 Ford Pinto. 
Okay. <laughs> it didn't blow up though, right? <laughs> no, it ran on propane. Did it really? Yeah, it's a propane. So it didn't explode. It was just a slow burn it with the was, fire. It was a bomb engine. on wheels. Yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. A '77 Pinto. Uh, yeah, puke green. Sorry. Oh my yeah. gosh, it was terrible. Did someone convert it to a propane? That was cool. Yeah. My dad. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it was more efficient. He said. You had to have a lot of personal self confidence to be able to drive that. In I'm public. a pretty confident, self assured. Ah, oh, it was great. Yeah, had the big window in the back, problems. hatchback. It was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we go back to our example: five hundred fifty-six thousand with ten percent down. So somebody's got to come up with fifty-six thousand bucks, right? Family, friends, tap the IRA, whatever it is. Maybe you've done well. Um, a lot of, a lot of parents of our millennials, these first-time buyers, let's say have done well and sometimes they'll help. I mean, if there's a gift you can give your child to give them that start in that first house, to me that's better than helping them buy a car or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right now at 7.75, if that was the mortgage rate on the time of this recording, um, your payment is about 3,500, but with taxes and insurance, it's $4,200, okay? So if that's a mm, two bedroom, two bath condo, real nice, yeah. you know, your rent's less than that. Right, we all know yeah. that. But let's talk about a buy down, okay? So you can get a seller to do a buy down, which is basically paying about 0.8 of a point. Okay, so what's a point? Point is 1% of the loan. So 0.8 would be on 500,000, a point is 5,000. So 0.8 is $4,000. If we can get the seller to pay $4,000, you might be able to buy your rate down a little bit permanently. But that really doesn't make sense because there's a good chance these rates should come down and you don't get much benefit from that. For three years, you're going to buy it down. Actually, it's going to be, I think, close to twenty-five dollars to $30,000 the seller would have to agree to. Your payment should be forty-two nineteen. but if you do it where you get a 3-2-1 buy down, so you go from 7.5% down 3, so you're at 4.5% for one year. Okay, so that 3-2-1 buy down, what's that first year look like? That payment is um, twenty six oh eight, but with taxes and insurance, right, thirty two hundred and forty five dollars. So basically, that first year is kind of like rent, because yeah. that type of property is going to rent for about three thousand. Now, do you get interest deductions? Yes. Are you building equity? Yes. Can you maybe take on a roommate or something, get a little extra rent? Okay, maybe. House right? hacking. Sure. Yep, house hacking. So that's thirty-two hundred. The next year, when it goes up to from four and a half or four point seven five to five point seven five, your payment's thirty-five fifty. Okay, so it goes up about three hundred dollars after a year. So at the end of the year, do you have an extra three hundred bucks you can squeeze out for the remaining year? And then you go to the next rate, and that's in your full second to third year. You've had it for two years. Now your permit's 3880. So that is 3880 minus 3555. What is that? A little more than 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. So you got another $300 a month bump. If I'm a waiter these days. That's a, you're picking up a shift. Like one night bartending is 300 bucks. Okay, let's call it 100. So you yeah. might have to work three extra nights a month. A month. To, to cover that gap, right? Sure. If, 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 you, if your job didn't go up, nothing changed for you. So three shifts, bartending, waiting yeah. tables, something like that. My son, they do that. So that's what I know. So that's hundreds kind of, kind of on the low side these days, honestly. Yeah, my yeah. son tends bar and he's yeah. he's bringing in three to five a night. And they don't work eight hours, right? No, it's four. Yeah. So I can watch football. I mean, I should look into that because then I can watch <laughs> games day. Anyway, sometimes people buy you drinks. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, and then then you go up to the fully amortized rate, okay, which is the forty two hundred. So that's a bigger bump. That's what is that? Almost four hundred dollars in that last year. So 
And in any time in there, you've gotten that buy down, let's call it $30,000 the seller was able to give you. It's a pretty big ask. If, if that happens, that money, if you don't use the rate buy down, if you refinance, so let's say you hold it for two years and rates drop down to 6%. And you go, at 6%, it's worth it for me to refinance and lock it in. The balance of that interest that you got down, pay down, is in your account in terms of equity. You don't lose that money that was given by the seller. It stays there for your benefit. This is a great way to get into the market and look at it for our first time buyers. Get with a lender and just figure out what it looks like. That's job one. Talk to your lender, find out what, what you need for a deposit. What does your FICO score look like? What, um, what are your monthly payments gonna be? How can you get them where you want? And that rate buy down, although if you've not been, if you're not familiar with it, you might think, gosh, you know, I don't, that, no seller's gonna do that. It makes way more sense for them to buy down a, a, a rate for a buyer uh, than to discount the property's value to a point where um, the buyer can then qualify for the loan. So they'll end up making more money as a seller yeah. by paying points. Yeah, and, and there's great examples, and a great lender will show a buyer that. For those people out there that know someone that wants to get into their first home, I think it's really important just to sit down with them. There's no obligation, there's no cost, and you know, you know, there's no secrets, right? They're there to help you. Even if you feel like your income isn't there, your down payment, at least you've got a plan. Yeah. yeah, I tell people to do this with investment property. Just start looking at it. Okay, if I bought, if I have a home in this investment, just look at it. And go. Okay, I'm going to buy this condo. It would be four hundred and twenty-five thousand bucks. I've got to come up with eighty or hundred thousand to buy it. My mortgage is going to be this much. My taxes, insurance, my homeowner's dues. I'm going to rent it for this month. I might make fifty bucks a month that first year or two. Just start looking at it because until you do that, you really don't know. Okay, so I'm looking at James. This is really good to do. You sit down with that lender. You go, what do I need to do to get myself in a position to do this? If you were coaching a 14-year-old volleyball player that wanted to play college volleyball, would you paint the picture for the training and what they need to do for the next couple of years to get ready? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, so buying a house is the same thing, yet how much time do people really spend doing it? They think about it. But this is an action step you can take to go, okay, well, I'm not there yet, but boy, I've got a plan in the next 12 months. If I save up this much and get a little bit of a raise or I work part-time doing this on the side, I can become a homeowner which puts you in pretty elite status in terms of your chances of doing well for you and your family for the rest of your life. So I'll share a, the anecdotal story. I, I interview um, at least once a month, somebody that I find to be incredibly successful in any, in their given field, whether, right. you know, whether it's a, you know, a guy that's running a, a ministry and has, you know, 2000 people that in his, in his congregation yep. or a wealthy individual. And I ask them their, their, so a couple of pointed questions, but I, I always ask them, they, they, the result is always the same. Like they made their money doing something. They built their recognition doing something, but they built their wealth in owning real estate. Yeah. Inevitably. And when I asked him, I said, knowing what you know, this is the final question, knowing what you know now, what would you have done sooner, better? What advice would you give my children who were in their early 20s? And he said, buy, they all say the same thing. Get into home ownership immediately. The, as soon as you can buy a house, get into it. Because that house appreciation allowed me to put my kids through college because I could pull equity out. Mm -hmm. Allowed me to buy my, for my next investment property or invest in my next business. Right. Um, you know, Not that the guidance here is use your house as a piggy bank, but it is an absolute path to wealth and it can change the trajectory of an entire lineage by you buying the first house in your family or you buying a house sooner than later. I can't tell you how many people, their retirement is their home. Yeah. Right? And a couple I think I referenced the last podcast sold for 
you know, let's call it 1.3, and they're buying a house in Pennsylvania for six. Mm -hmm. They've owned that house for over 30 years, and that means live near their daughter, zero mortgage, money in the bank. Yeah. What a, what a way to live. Boy, that sounds like a picture story. Yeah. So, so I just want to encourage people to that. You know, obviously, we're here to be a resource. Uh, we're not pushing into homeownership. We're just trying to educate people on what it takes. Yeah. And, and I think as a society, probably we could do a better job in financial education, and there's so much more to it. But, but the whole house picture is a big component of that. That example that you laid out, just to clarify, if in year two to three, the rates come down, you can go ahead and refinance and you're not on the hook for paying that $4,400 payment after three because nope. the rates have come down and they, yeah, no, and, no, no. And you can refinance at that yeah. point. That's incredible. And that's kind of what I know nobody likes to speculate on interest rates, but I mean, we all have a feeling that it's not going to stay like this for long. And over the next three years, chances are, well, those rates aren't aren't going to continue to climb; they'll come down. I, I think so. Right yeah, again, we're right, all we're all right. taking a guess here, but look at what what is the Federal Reserve doing? They're trying to bring down the cost of everything, mm -hmm. which would be nice if gas was less. You can't control all that, but some sure. of the stuff, you know. So housing could be less, um, and they're raising the cost of money up to do that. And at some point, that's going to have a big enough effect where they're going to go, okay, before somebody doesn't like us and does something. We're going to drop it back down now because we've mellowed out the costs and you know, we've, we've done this thing because it's, it's kind of like going on a diet. No food, no food, no food, and then all of a sudden, okay, now you can let this back in. Mm -hmm. so, so I would say at some juncture, the, the, the goal is to get it where the rates can come down and it makes sense to lower them or they need to to spur the economy. Sure. They're, they're trying to disspur it now. It would seem like that'll shift. Now, would I plan on getting 3% again? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But you mentioned, you know, with the first time homebuyers, chances are they're just entering into their careers and there will be salary growth in, yeah. in that period of time. And, right. if you know, and oftentimes when you go into a job, you know that, you know that that salary growth is on the horizon. So you can plan for that in, in a situation with like you're talking about with the three, two, one, you know, that's really good. And, and gosh, you know, I wouldn't be doing John Turner any disservice cause I, I never figured that, right. I just kind of think, okay, this is what I earn. And most people think that it's almost like being, okay, I'm 14. I'm in, I'm a freshman. This is good as I'm to be in math. Well, no, you'll be better. <laughs> or, you know, I'll never be a great dancer or I can't run a, you know, whatever it is. And we just don't give ourselves enough credit. And that's where the confidence comes in. You know, if you believe in yourself, then you're going to take the steps and go, no, no, this is what I need to do to be the college athlete or to get a, you know, go to the next step in my life or whatever it is. So, yeah, I, I think for most people on average, if you just follow the average, you're probably going to earn more. And you may have to put some more effort in. Yeah, or have a kid. I swear, every time I had a kid, my, <laughs> well, there you go. my, my income went up 30%. <laughs> yeah. Great, I, great like advice. The universe uh -huh. is talking to great me. Great advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. So, so, but it is true. I mean, if you take on a bigger commitment, you yeah. fulfill on it. Hey, that was the biggest personal growth for me is that when I became yeah. a parent, hey, I got up my game. Yeah. I can't be the same guy I was before I had these young, they're counting on me. So you do better. You, right. you level up real quick. Level up. There you go. That's yeah, a great way to put it. Stop looking at me when you're giving that advice. <laughs> don't, don't do that. The children advice or leveling up advice? The children? I, uh, did I say children? Children. children. Yeah. Ch ch children? Yeah. The no, little, the, 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 the child advice. Yeah. Children. Bad advice. Children. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Do we have anything else that uh, we want to share? For you want to move on quickly? I take it. Huh? Yeah. Let's okay. go. Before we get into house hacking. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, I love that button. <laughs> anything else we want to share for today? We're not going to talk about the is weather. That's I know, but it is warm in here. Yeah, though. the air conditioner went off in this yeah, room. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Fun podcast today. I appreciate it. And uh, if anybody wants to talk to Hal, you can reach him at that Hal at TeamSwayze.com. You can get a hold of us through a thing called telephone, 805-781-3750. And I think you can text that line too, right? That yeah. Yeah. If you're, but you if know you're my local, favorite thing to do with a telephone? Text? Talk on it. Talk yeah, on it, yeah. Talk, yeah. Hal will talk to you. You can give him a call. I do listen occasionally too. <laughs> we appreciate all of you that listen to us. So we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to the House Swayze Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It comes out every Monday, so check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on HouseSwayze.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. HouseSwayze.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. House Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker, DRE number 01111911. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze Podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.